I'm Kyle Bushland, and you're listening to NIS Voices, where we bring you inspiring stories about learning, community, news, and more from Nanjing International School. As we celebrate International Women's Day at NIS and across the world, I'm here with returning guests Kelly Holmes and Trina Ryan, secondary teachers at NIS who are also members of our Jedi Change Task Force. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Hi Kyle. Hi, Kelly. Tell us more about International Women's Day at NIS. How are we celebrating this year? International Women's Day at NIS actually has been celebrated, is it seven years? We yeah, were the last back. seven years. Mm -hmm. The tradition has been a breakfast open to all members of the community. During the breakfast time, there are presentations from various members of the community. So this year we have student speakers who are going to share different perspectives on International Women's Day, on the reason that it exists, how we can use it as a platform for promoting equity and gender equality in our community and in the entire planet. <laughs> when we bring a lens to International Women's Day at NIS, one of the things that we are thinking about is women and girls being in the count, that they are mm -hmm. part of our community and in fact to have everyone represented and um, we need to include that and bring that lens which is why it's so important that we have multiple voices coming in. Absolutely. International Women's Day is about inclusion and that includes our boys and our men and our girls and our women and everybody in between and outside and around that. It's for everybody. Why is International Women's Day so important, especially to an inclusive school like ours? It's the mission that we live and breathe every day, right? We are an inclusive learning community and part of our work as Jedi, as um, advocators for justice, equity, diversity and inclusion is to define what that looks like. And so International Women's Day is certainly one initiative um, that we appreciate and, and that we use as a platform to promote inclusion, but it's just one of many. Mm -hmm. Some of the speakers have come from our services action project, which is NIS Voices and Spaces, and the UN Sustainable Development Goal that this group is working towards is goal number five, gender equality. Mm -hmm. This project is how an example of how NIS lives in and out of its mission mm -hmm. to inc towards inclusive education. And the students at the moment are working, some of the students are working on a project for Earth Week, and it's an installation to uh, promote representation of people who have been at the vanguard of um, pivotal moments in history. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've chosen women from uh, a variety of nations. So we are going to learn about Hiratasuka Reiko. She is a Japanese writer and political activist from last century. Hortensia, who was a narrator <laughs> in the Roman Empire, so she's famed from addressing the Roman Forum in 42 BCE and largely seen as the first female lawyer from the Roman Empire at a time, not known for its uh, equitable practices mm. for women or, you know, people across. Yeah, the... people who were owned by other people. This is student-driven, but they are interested in seeking to redress power balances and um, educate about such things. Mm -hmm. We also have student input and membership of the Jedi Task Force, so there is equal representation between uh, teachers and students, and it's an invaluable perspective if we are to work towards inclusion for the 
entire community, we need to hear the voices of the entire community to understand what that means in our personal context. And if we're thinking about intercultural competence and the ability to shift cultural perspective, which is essential for our international community and an inspiring international mindedness, then moving from where we are in deeply comprehending the differences that exist. And I think this also links to International Women's Day, right? We are progressive and we're at the vanguard of inclusion. But the hardest part is moving from that acceptance of intercultural differences towards adaptation. That's actually the most difficult shift moving towards a place where you can competently bridge those differences because we know so much. It's very, very difficult to shift to a place where we can reach out and advocate for change. And that's where we're trying to aim our work right now from a Jedi perspective and, and cross-service and ac as action and throughout the school from the very top of our leadership to everybody on the ground. NIS supports the Frang organization and the mm -hmm. Frang Frang is actually about education for all children mm -hmm. because we know that if we educate all children that there are better outcomes for society and so I think this is an illustration of the point that you just made Trina that you know we operationalize mm. these mindsets and principles from the very mm -hmm. uh, umbrella ideas into the foundational base work that we yeah. we're performing every day yeah. inside and outside of our school. So International Women's Day is, is another way of embedding this culture of inclusion. But of course, it's iterative. It's a process that is not going to end because our community is transient. So as new members join, what inclusion looks like will, will be different. So we're trying to move towards a place where as a community we are committed to learning, but also unlearning always with that iteration in mind that once we achieve, we're not going to win the inclusion game, right? We're not going to be like, yes, tick, box ticked, now we're inclusion because that continues to evolve and change. So yeah, we realize that we're just placeholders on a journey, but it's exciting. And International Women's Day is an opportunity to, to shine that Jedi light, as you said, Kyle, on inequities and inequalities in our community and beyond and to continue our work towards advocating for inclusion and belonging for all. I think that's also the work is is not linear. Mm. You know, it remains unfinished, and we see all the time uh, in across the world spectrum that there are gains that are made mm -hmm. for women and uh, general e equality. However, this for there are ebbs and flows in that, and. Um, when in the classroom and we're exploring ideas of equity with mm -hmm. um, our students and the shock sometimes of uh, our students when they encounter facts like uh, currently women earn 77 cents to the male dollar mm -hmm. and the outrage. And it, I find that, um, you know, this reminds me of my own response last century when <laughs> such things as well when I was a, a, a young person younger person so that you know this this work continues to um, unfold and to need attention mm. yeah it's 
It's definitely an empathy barrier because it's easy to recognize gender inequality, say, 2,500 years ago in Euripides Medea. Like, oh, yeah, my goodness, women weren't allowed to vote and they weren't allowed to own property and they, you know, couldn't voice an opinion in public. And, and to recognize those systemic and historic inequalities that are still in place can sometimes be problematic because it means recognizing faults inside ourselves as people. And I think boys especially, they feel quite... It's, it's different. And as a mother of, of children, I, I can understand that it's difficult to inherit a world that's systemically unequal, but to bear that your sex bears the collective responsibility for that, or at least that's their impression, right? So sort of digging our way through these difficult conceptual understandings to a place where it's not about boys and girls, it's people, right? But as people, yeah. we need to work together and reach out our hands to to help other people who do not have the same opportunities. And that's how we get towards a place of equity. That's right. That's building on the idea if she can't see it, she can't be mm. it. And, you know, that we shine a light on women's empowerment and achievements, both in our school and in our community and beyond. But we also need to do this for our boys mm -hmm. to show them the ways of being that also empower women and themselves at the same time. Yeah. So it's an additive approach, actually. I think mm -hmm. there's been this um, notion that by empowering women, you disempower yeah. men, mm -hmm. you know, this subtractive kind yeah. of mindset. And this is not the case because in actual fact, when we empower women through education, through response to conflict, any of these arenas, we know it, it's in the numbers, mm -hmm. the communities do better. Yeah.